Hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Mickey Mouse. Just kidding. I'm Caleb Forzio. And it's not No Plans to Merge. It's Building Livewire. And I usually don't give an intro to this podcast, but I did today. So here we are. We're talking about Livewire. Its title is I'm Betting on Developer Experience. What do I mean by that? I mean, practically, DX, developer experience, like what it, you know, how nice is your tool to use? How nice is the API? How nice is the documentation? How, how many pretty colors are in your command line utility? That's th- that DX. But there's also, I also mean the, the more philosophical, more all-encompassing experience of the developer, like the human experience, but the developer experience, the shared experiences of all developers, the trials and tribulations, the wins, and yeah, that feeling when you breathe life into something static on a web page, the feeling when you learn a new technology and you just animated something that was not animated before and it was really clean and you loved it. The feeling when you turn a Photoshop mock-up into an actual functioning website. The feeling when you are chasing down a bug forever and you get burnt out, you go to sleep, you wake up the next morning and then you fix it in two seconds. The, these are the experiences of the developer and this is the thing that I'm after. This is the thing that matters most to me. And uh, it matters more than performance to me. It matters more than theoretical purity. It matters more than, um, than a prediction of the way the web should be. It matters more than, um, than what Google is doing or what Facebook is doing or what Amazon is doing. It matters more than what the big companies are building their products in. It matters more than how small your bundle size is. It matters more than how offline capable your web app is. It matters more than how horizontally scalable your app is, how um, whatever. It matters more than all of those things. The developer experience, because the developer experience encompasses those things to a practical degree, because the developer experience is the end. So I've, I've long said that, that there are no virtues in web development you know, there are no virtues in programming unto themselves. There's no inherent virtues. There's no such thing as performance for performance sake. It's always to an end because you can't just say that, oh, this is better because it's more performant because, well, what if, you know, what if there's a, what if, you know, what if um, uh, a cold office is better for performance because it cools your laptop down and your CPU runs incrementally faster than a warm office? Does that matter? Is that better? No, because it's completely intangible and nobody cares at all about that. And so those are intangible things. Performance only matters with respect to the other trade-offs. Well, to both things. Performance only matters um, to its own end, to its, you know, what, what is a performance for? If the, if the, like, so take example, prefetching. So you could say that, oh, uh, toggling something with liveware is slow. You should do it with Alpine. I agree. Like, you know, stuff like that. There's, there's things there sometimes. But it's not a hard and fast rule because you'd say that, oh, well, the Livewire Livewire has to make a request to the server, so it's going to be slower and it's not going to be as good. The performance suffers. Okay. Well, what about prefetch? You hover over the button, it fetches it in the back end, then you click and it shows up instantly as if it was done in Alpine Review. Is that worse? Is it worse in any way? Well, it's perform. what is performance for? Is the performance for the end user? If it is, then it's the same thing. Then it's intangible. Then Then there's no, then one approach is not better. Okay, so there's performance, you know, like uh, with respect to the demands. There's also performance as it as it is held in balance with other trade-offs, with other virtues like maintainability. Um, you know, it's probably more performant to write your web app in C, uh, but 
not going to be the most maintainable thing. Um, so there's that. There's uh, there's performance with respect to maintainability, and also there's trade-offs with um, scalability, and there's there's just trade-offs all the way down, and that is the way it is. But I will say that the thing that I'm after is developer experience because I see it as sort of an umbrella around all of those things because the, a good developer experience is good performance. It's not it's not uh, impeccable performance to a degree that is intangible that you can you know write about in a blog post and and like you know you could make some some like new cutting edge JavaScript framework that beats every other framework in performance metrics, but but it sucks to use or is like you know what I mean? Like you could do that, but and that might get you on Hacker News or something, but but it's intangible. And the developer experience is about more than that. It's about something that feels good to use. Does it feel modern? Does it feel fresh? Does it feel fast? Does it feel easy, simple, but not handholdy? Um, does it feel powerful? Does it feel like magic? Does it make you feel good? That's what it is. Does it make you feel like a good developer who produces good things? Does it make you feel good? That's what it's about. And that's the thing that I'm betting on. Liveware has always been a bet about the developer experience since day one. It has always been that. It's been a bet it's less and less a bet because now people actually use it and like it and are all about it. But when it started, they weren't because I didn't really know what it was going to be. But from that very first moment where I saw, wait a minute, why are we not calling PHP functions from HTML buttons? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So these, axi- this, these handlers, these view component methods with the Axios request and the dot thens and the response dot datas and the catches and the response dot status equals 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 422 open curly brace console dot log whoop something went wrong those things are all unnecessary the the route with the perfectly restful endpoint my entire you know the api that can be shared by both uh, the the potential API we release in the future and my own front end that's completely restful and every controller is named restfully and and is a noun and uses restful verbs and yeah like is that wait wait, wait wait that's all meaningless if you could just call a php method from a button all of that stuff is just an implementation detail it's just filling in the gaps it's not the actual thing that matters whoa thank you for joining me on that little dramatic journey there i went a little overboard i will admit but my point is that is that from the beginning i saw this thing that I saw something. I saw that, whoa, all of those things that happen in in between are repeated, but they cost me time and frustration. They add friction. There's more files I need to create. There's more lines I need to write. There's more fiddling I need to do. Why not offload that to to another project like LiveWare? That's what LiveWare is. It's been a bet on the developer experience since day one, and it still remains to be. So when I listen to something like the latest full stack radio or one of them on uh uh he interviews adam oh i think listen to the show interviews so hey adam interviews richard harris who created svelte and the whole thing's called in defense of the modern web because hey.com was built on html over the wire just like livewire hey's that new basecamp app and so basecamp is clearly headed in the direction of livewire i predict that they'll have something very similar to livewire in the near future basically turbo links but for partials and with maybe other stuff that LiveWire offers. Um, and then so somebody came out with some big thought piece. I don't remember the order of things, but the, whatever. I read it when it came out and it was basically, 
um, critiquing the modern web and, uh, you know, throwing stones at the crazy JavaScript world that everybody seems to be buying into. And then Richard Harris came out with In Defense of the Modern Web that is a big counter argument to all those points. And they're both very good pieces. They're very good pieces. And there's great points on both sides. And so Adam interviews uh, Richard Harris. Now, Adam has a bias. His Adam is optimistic that the future is these tools. And I think Adam, the whole full stack radio thing, uh, there's a very clear um, slant towards the JavaScript ecosystem. So I think Adam is this person who, but it's funny because he knows that at the end of the day, uh, he's listening to this. This is funny that I'm talking about. I'm saying things that I can't confirm. But he knows at the end of the day, if he's going to build a web app, it's going to be a Laravel app because that's how you get shit done. <laughs> like that's how you get an app done and working and that's easy to build and the experience is great and it's maintainable and whatever. Like that's how he would do it, I think. Um, but these other tools are tantalizing. They, for some reason, they feel like they have the the technological high ground, you know, you feel like you're stuck in the past because you're building a classic server rendered application in Laravel. You feel like that you're not as like the future would be in full stack JavaScript with all of these crazy things that are coming out. There's just more fun to be had in the front end ecosystem um, as he sees it. I would guess. OK, he says things like this that kind of confirm this. Oh, my gosh, I only have 30 seconds left. I'm going to rush through this. Whatever. Um, Richard Harris makes a lot of good points about why even approaches like hey.com are bad. He, well, he doesn't make good points on that. I think he doesn't understand the paradigm, um, because either, you know, they're saying things like, well, that, that, that approach isn't good when you need 60 frames per second, but you can do lots of 60 frame per second stuff. You can still mix front end and back end, you know, like it does, you don't have to, every interaction doesn't have to be a round trip to the server. Livewire and Alpine are a testament to that. I don't know what is, but, um, we're probably out of time. Are we out of time? Damn it. You're never going to know the points I was going to make, but whatever. At the end of the day, when I listen to stuff like that, I just, it's just a reminder to me that, Hey, whatever, maybe the future is in offline PWAs. I don't really care. What I care about is making, basically focusing on what is the best way to build web apps that I can possibly imagine in life. And this is what it is right now. This is what it is right in front of me. What's the, what is the most direct way to empower hordes of developers to make stuff that's that's good and to do it quickly and easily and enjoy the process livewire is that to me and that's what i'm betting on i'm betting on the developer experience i'm betting on the future goes to the tool that makes web development the nicest the easiest the most flexible i'm betting that even if something gains a wave of popularity in in at the cost of that look at webpack like now i don't know like we saw we've seen so many waves in this ecosystem because something is quote unquote better but then somebody comes along and does it more simply and makes the experience even better. And then we all hop to that. We, we're seeing that with Babel. We're seeing that with Webpack. We're seeing that with so many things. I don't have to go on and on about this. Whatever. Psh, bye. Good to hang with you. This has been the longest episode ever. I'm so sorry. I broke my promise.